Welcome to the Humanise the Numbers podcast series. Leaders, managers and owners of ambitious accounting firms sharing insights, successes and issues that will challenge you and connect you and your firm to the ways and means of transforming your firm's results. I love it when I ask somebody to do something and they say, I can't, I've got a target job to get out. And, and actually, that's what we want, because, you know, I'm not necessarily, if I'm trying to allocate some work, it's, say, oh, it's, a, it's only a couple of hours, you can fit it in. Well, if they've already had their buffer time and they now need to get that job out, they should tell me. It's my problem how I staff that. Um, but the fact that they're actually saying no and, you know, focusing on the target is brilliant. What do you do in your firm when you've got lots of work and your team members are overloaded or a bit stressed and you've got more new client work coming in and your existing clients are wanting more work from you. Well, on this podcast discussion with Jenny Sassini from Davis Grant in Ilford in Essex, you'll hear how Jenny has, in my view, completely mastered workflow planning to meet the needs of clients and meet the need of the team and hit the numbers. Join me and Jenny on this podcast discussion now. Um, I'm Jenny Sassini. Um, I've been at Davis Grant um, for about 24 years now. I started when I was a trainee, so straight from A-levels. Um, started there, didn't know anybody, um, whereas now we're sort of more of a family firm. There is like connections between the firm, but I, I came in raw. Um, then worked my way up, semi-senior, senior manager, senior manager, and now I'm an associate director, uh, which is uh, fairly recent, April this year. Um, the firm's got five director partners. Um, we've got about 40 staff now. We're taking on new people all the time because um, the level of work is growing. We've got about a 1,000 clients, which is a range of tax return-only clients, accounts-only jobs, um, audits, bookkeeping, payroll. Um, and we've got about 20 audits at the moment. Some of them are really sizable and that is where a lot of my time goes but because we're still a fairly small firm like most people get involved in most aspects of the firm so that's really nice that every day is different and you've got a variety that's brilliant jenny so um what i'd like to do is just pose a question around over the last i don't know 12 maybe 18 months how have things changed at Davis Grant in terms of managing of workflow. It sounds as though, you, you know, you're a growing firm yeah. uh, and uh, some more work's coming in all the time. So you've got the challenges of recruitment, which I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll touch on. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm curious at this moment in time, in terms of spinning the many plates that you're involved in, audits, annual accounts and all the other stuff. Yeah. What's changed in the firm over the last 12, 18 months in terms of better managing workflow? Or maybe it's got harder, I don't know. Yeah, I think... Probably like most practices, um, everyone sort of like hit the decks and, and tried as much as we could when we first went into lockdown to help our clients. And we'd never been busier. You know, we were reaching out to all our clients um, and just trying to like manically help everyone that needed it. So that was a really challenging time at that point in, in managing work. And it was sort of like yeah. going through, like especially sort of like the, the bigger clients, reaching out to them at the right time to make sure if they needed support, we could provide it. But then also it's not just the big clients because obviously some of them are better able to weather the storm than the smaller sure. clients. So it was going through all of those as well. So that was a really challenging time. And that was like kind of back to basics. We're managing that from a spreadsheet, you know, who's calling who. And, and that was just, we didn't have time to think about how we're going to do it, just get it done. 
Uh, obviously, yeah. we're sort of like a year, 18 months on from that now. Um, and yeah, things have definitely changed. Um, we're still, um, you know, probably like I think a lot of firms at the moment still always struggle with recruitment. And I think one of the reasons is we, we do have high expectations for team members. Um, we've been burnt too many times taking on the people that don't fit with the firm. Um, so we want to make sure we've got the right people. So yeah. obviously that's always a, a challenge, but still you've got to obviously service your clients as well as you can with the team you've got. So what we've been doing is trying to have those conversations with clients about not just the compliance, okay, well, you need a VAT return every quarter, right? We're going to do your VAT return and, and that'll be it. But what would help you more? Would it be the daily bookkeeping, you know, where we log in at, um, for 15 minutes at the start of the day, get you up to date, and, and we do that every day. Or we've got some clients um, that they want to do a Friday pay run. So they're happy every Friday morning, we log on, do their bookkeeping um, for the week on a Friday, then they can do their pay run. And that's not something that we've done before for clients. Um, it, we, it used to either be just the monthly or, or quarterly. And obviously, we've still got clients that, that are happy with um, monthly or quarterly. They just don't need that extra support. Um, mm. So... I think, and I think that's helped in terms of like finding fifteen minutes um, to to just do that week's bookkeeping is easier than finding an hour at the end of the month. Um, so, like the bookkeeping team have all got um, that, like their workflow of what days they need to do what clients, um, and then they're also tying in. A lot of clients now are wanting sort of monthly management accounts more than they did before, and and earlier than they did before because they need to know what's going on as soon as it's gone on so they can plan forward to even the next month so that means planning the work for the right time for the bookkeeping team for then the accounts team to pick up do the management accounts and then uh, the managers probably to have the conversation with the client and and help them out Um, and then on top of that obviously you've got to fit all your normal accounts and audit and tax terms (laughs) of course of course so um it sounds as though, from what you've said, with more clients wanting uh, monthly information about their business and wanting it earlier than historically they, were, they, 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 they did, that attitudes have shifted within your client base, Jenny, in terms yeah. of the importance of accessing numbers so that they can see how their business is going. How would you describe this shift in the client's attitudes towards the importance of being able to access numbers? Yeah, I think... Um, I guess we've got two sort of like types of clients that are needing this. And the the first set is the clients that have got external investors. So the investors, I think more now since COVID are wanting to keep on top of their investments. So they need to, excuse me, they need to um, see what's going on in the, in there. So they can obviously, Mm. if they want to divert the, um, different direction than they can and then you've also then got the clients that are just nervous now more than they ever were they don't want to make Mm. the wrong decision that could then impact for them uh, being in a worse financial position then if they have the numbers Mm. early and they can look at them go oh my goodness what's happened with even something as simple as oh advertising spend's gone way over we need to address this it's not bringing in the revenue but it's better to address it like on the fifth of the month after it's happened so that you don't make that the same mistake the next month rather than three months down the line because yeah, a lot of clients yeah, before yeah. wanted quarterly management accounts. But that's mm. just that's just too long in between now, sure, I think. Sure, sure, sure. 
So do, do, do you think that will shift again, though, Jenny, when everyone starts to calm down again? Or do you think this is actually one of those shifts that's like moved the cog, if you will, moved the wheel so that it won't go back? I, th I think it has moved the wheel. And I think that this is where it will be. I think we'll get more clients that want some. And I guess because now the digital world is so much faster and, it, you know, every day things speed up. Clients mm. don't want to wait for anything. They want information as soon as possible. We've, we've got a lot of, most of our clients at Bookkeeping are on zero. So obviously clients can log on and see their financial information um, like at any minute of any day. So they don't want to log on and say, oh, well, my bank hasn't been reconciled for the last two months because David Scott, I'm only doing my bookkeeping quarterly. They want to know, well, okay, I've got this much in the bank, but where's it gone? They want, they need to be able to see that. I, yeah, I think yeah, it will yeah. become more prevalent. So that doesn't that feel more pressurised though for you and the production team in and around all of this? It does in some ways, um, but like I say, I think that the, the flip side of that is that it's quicker. So even though, like, you might spend, so say for a bookkeeping job, it's an hour a month. Well, that's only a quarter of an hour. You've got to find a week. So rather than finding a bigger block of time, you've got to find a smaller block of time. So although it's challenging because now you might have 10 jobs that you need to get done on a Friday, they're 10 smaller jobs rather than 10 bigger jobs. Um, so I think we try and look at the positive side of that. Um, and, you know, it's, it's easier to slot in. Brilliant. Brilliant. So how, how, do you, how do you coordinate all of this? So if you've got, well, well actually, before we go there, how, how many of your clients are, are, are taking quarterly reports or monthly reports or weekly or even faster, if that's the case, with, you know, daily with some cases? But let's do quarterlies and monthlies. Where, where, what, what sort of number of clients are you producing monthly and quarterly reports for? I don't, I, I don't know the numbers for that. You don't know? No, that's fine. Okay. So if you were to guess... You know, have you got any sort of, if you just put wet finger in the air, is, you know, are we talking 10 or are we talking 100 or? So we've got, we've got more clients that just want bookkeeping done more regularly than we've got clients that want management accounts more regularly. Right. Because okay. some clients, especially if they're a bit sort of number savvy, then yeah. they, they don't necessarily, you know, zero can produce management accounts. Okay, they're not obviously at the same level that an accountant would produce. It hasn't got things necessarily like accruals, prepayments, all the yeah. rest of it, but it gives you a sense of the numbers. So we've definitely got more bookkeeping clients that are like that right. rather than management account clients. Okay, okay. And and so I, I, have you therefore seen the, the bookkeeping fees go up with clients because they want it more regularly and, you, and you're servicing them in a better, more faster, easier way? To an extent, I would say, but actually, it doesn't cost us more. It costs us sometimes right. less because also the other thing is, um, and I guess the same for every accountant, is uh, a lot of your time is taken up by chasing clients for information. You're chasing them either because they haven't provided something or you've got a query on something that you, they've given you. If you ask them for that three months down the line, they don't, they can't remember. They don't know where that invoice was. They don't know what that related to. If you ask them on a Friday what they spent the money on on a Tuesday, they can give you mm. the information. So actually, it's, it's not costing more to, to do that work quicker. And it sounds like it's less frustrating as well, is it? In yeah, terms of the massively. way you're working with clients? Yeah. yeah. I think that, is, you know, I mean, every um, facet of an accounts practice, I think that's one of the, the things that, everyone struggles with trying to get um, clients to cooperate at the right time. For sure, for sure. So it does though, Jenny, sound as though the coordination of all the moving parts in the firm has got more complex 
because you've got more clients having more information more often. Yeah. How have you tackled that? What are you doing? What processes have you got going in the firm that help you and help the team see what has to be done every week or every day? Okay. So what about um, a month, uh, about a month ago, about a year ago, Paul, you probably recall you did some work with us and um, we introduced, which we've never done before, weekly targets. And we, we had the chat about what, what, is a tar- what should the target be? Because a billing target doesn't reflect the work that you've done that week. So that wasn't a good target. So um, we brought in value of jobs out. So that means value of the work to get getting out to the client. So it's either the VAT return going out for approval or it's the um, accounts going out for um, like the drafts of the client ready for the meeting. Uh, we'd never looked at it that way before, but actually breaking it down per week was really helpful. And what that does is focus people on what they need to get done that week. So everyone will have, um, you know, uh, on our plan out, we've got like a, a yearly plan out and we write in what people are doing in terms of big jobs. Um, but obviously you've got smaller stuff as well. But knowing that these are the jobs that we need everyone to prioritise um, is really helpful. And with the VAT jobs, so we'll go through the month. So obviously, you know, you've got to get your VAT return done that, that month, but splitting it out into weeks. And what that highlight is, uh, which again, I'm sure is really common, is that most work is done in that well, the first week of the following month, which is when the VAT return is due. Um, yeah. Now, that's not what we want because we need to be able to bring that work forward. So with those clients, we're trying to work with them. So the manager or the partner to, to give them a call and have a chat. Like, What can we do to help you to make it earlier? And it could be, you know, let's do it if we did it weekly. Then at least even if we're doing the last bit in the, the week, it wouldn't be a big rush. Um, mm. because it'd be a much smaller job. And we try to, so we're planning every week from that target what what are everybody's priorities to get done. Right. So you're dragging the work earlier in that four or five week cycle uh, that yeah. uh, enables you to do the little bits of work every week that facilitate this working better. But don't don't clients resist that? Doesn't it, doesn't it generate um, some challenging conversations with clients that all of a sudden you're talking to them every week and you want information from them every week? Don't they resist that? It does. There is the resistance. I think is more like when you phone them and say, "Come on, you can't. You, we can't be doing this from now on." You know, like we're not going to be prepared to do it. But we flip it in the way that you know it's going to, and it genuinely is easier for the client if we're pinging them. Um, a query on this week that's one query with one item on there so if we can sell it to them in that way like we're gonna all right we might email you four times in the month but each of that will have one query that you'll probably be able to write back one sentence that's a better position for them to be in so there's less resistance you've still got the clients that are you know the historic old school type clients and 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 they're not prepared to change but that's fine if we can have less of those because we've converted most people then we're still mm. in a better position yeah so you've gone after the easy ones and yeah. converted those you let let the gnarly ones go for later um yeah. makes sense which is you know one of the classics in terms of leading and managing change is change the easy stuff first and change the harder stuff later yeah um okay so um so what what um how, how do you um how do you allocate work out or how does the team choose what they're going to do every week so that it this lots of moving parts, small moving parts with all these little bits and pieces actually work well? 
So and you feel a sense of control because I get a suspicion that you're a bit of a control freak, but only because I mean I've, I don't know uh, why you would you, think but... that. <laughs> 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 um, no, I mean like so everyone. So say. Um, well, in both the, the bookkeeping and the accounts team, um, yeah. everyone's allocated their own clients. So the bookkeeping jobs, we allocate some to our bookkeepers, some to our accounts trainees because we want them to get experience of um, zero and, and how that's like the basics works. Then we can yeah. help our clients better. So yeah. everyone's got specific jobs. So they're the jobs that they're doing, every, whatever it's every week, month, whatever. So they tend to stay with the same ones. Then we're yeah. also, if we've got big jobs, then we're allocating a a more senior person and a trainee um, and then that's training going to train up the trainee and they they could do the easy bits but they're also getting exposure um but that then is on the senior to still they're, they're the one that's got to get the job done um mm. so then the managers know what jobs everyone's doing and then the managers could just obviously every client's uh, attached to a manager and we can just monitor that through and right. the managers, so we have uh, two weekly meetings on a Monday and a Wednesday to go through um, our planner to make sure everyone has got, got enough work, uh, you know, because mm. well, I don't know when that would ever happen. But And, and also, <laughs> but they've got a manageable amount of work um, that, that means they're going to hit their targets for the week. Yeah, because I guess if, if they get to a place where they're feeling it's an unmanageable amount, you, um, you're going to be stressing them out and essentially shuffling them out the door, aren't you, if, you de- if that's not managed as well. So yes, enough work's one thing, a manageable amount is, in, is another. How well do you do that? Not well enough. Um, All right. But what makes you say that? Because we've still got team members that have got too much. And I think that what possibly we need to get better at is so on our planner so this is mainly for um, accounts and management account type jobs um we allocate buffer time so depending on what level you are you have a certain amount of buffer time so um you might have a trainee doesn't really need an awful amount of buffer time Um, and a, a buffer time is meant to be doing all those bits that are not the job so it's like finalizing clearing review points it's dealing with client emails that are not planned for all that type of thing um we also try and well we have brought in um blocks of time for blocks of work so we work we work we worked out when that needed to happen so like the managers and seniors that are reviewing jobs they will have a certain amount a certain um time twice a week with a maybe two or three hours they're blocked out to do reviews now when we sort of first put that in it's all fine but then we thought about it no they need to be on specific days because if those are target jobs then that needs to be done as early in the week as it can because then it still needs to be cleared by the um, preparer to then go back be checked to be able to get out to the clients there's no point for the managers to do their review on a Thursday that's then not going to hit the target for that week Mm. um so we did that so we tried to make sure everyone's got enough time for all these sort of like off work work um yes but i think now more than ever um clients need more support so they are emailing and phoning mainly emailing to be honest they've always got some queries and you know that's great to be able to um help them and you know we don't worry about not being able to charge for that because um, the clients that we work with generally know like you've got, you have a certain amount that we're not charging but that's just built into our accounts fee but sure. then anything sort of bigger we have that conversation so it's, it's not about we're not we're doing work for free it, but it's about 
having the time to be able to do it um which i think because we're overloaded at at certain points in the year um that that is tricky and you want to be able to give the client a good service i think one thing um that's sort of come to light recently that we need to be more aware of is that when you especially if you're busy and the client emails and you go oh i want to help them quickly i'll do this and do this but actually Take a step back and think about what they're asking you to do because clients are asking us to do things that we shouldn't probably be doing. It's not, it's not you know, maybe you need a lawyer or um, a, an overseas tax expert or some, something that's out of our area. And because our natural instinct is let's help them, we're like, oh, it's a US tax form. I'm still going to try and do it. But actually, are we? can we do it? Are we yeah. qualified to do it? And we want to help. But actually, we're trying to do that, which is then impacting our other workflow, when actually what we should just do is say to the client, I'm really sorry, I'd absolutely love to help you, but we just can't. And and we could recommend yeah. somebody. Um, but rather than when you get that busyness, you're sort of like, just want to get rid of that email. And it's just like, do it, do it, do it. And that, that's not right. So mm. it is challenging. And trying to, if we need to build more buffer time in, it tends to be at the higher levels. Um, so like seniors are obviously they're building right. up really good client relationships clients need their help but then you've still got to obviously get their work done you know they're doing the big technical accounts jobs and audits but if they're then dealing with all these little client emails then who's doing the work so it is challenging mm, mm. so how does um how do you ensure that buffer time shows up in a senior's working week Jim, it's on our planner it's it's like our planner is just on, on excel and it um like for the whole year like the start of the year put in january put buffer drag it across the year so every week they've got buffer so that's like whether it's a day or two days um and then so when we're booking work we're only allowed to put on there whatever it is three or four days the difference all right so you've got as much as you know 20 percent or 40 percent buffer time for a senior yeah Right, so chargeability for the senior is goes, you know, is is, is less than some firms would be hunting no, for, Jenny. No, no, because it's all work that you do anyway. It's all, right. you know, that buffer time is clearing review points. It's maybe having a meeting with the the client on their final accounts. It's all that time that is still right. chargeable, Important. and the client emails yeah. and stuff. Ah, but okay. it's just not built in normally. So it's not accounts prep or file review. It's anything other than the technical work yeah. of, of preparing a set of accounts or management accounts or of that return. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, and do they? Does each individual senior or whoever, whatever level of person in the team, choose when they apply buffer time and when they are doing accounts work, or is it sort of uh, insisted from? the top down no that, it's um, it's a mix um so right. like i say with the blocks of time for blocks of work we've worked with the team members to make sure they've got those booked out at the right time of the week so if that's doing a finalization pack well we need that to land on the person that gets the accounts out on the right day so that needs to be on whatever a thursday because it needs to hit their desk on a friday um the clearing review points can't be done any later than say a wednesday afternoon if we're going to get that job out that week so that sort of time is booked in the other time because it's it's the emails or it's the you know quick things or whatever that tends not to be planned because you can't plan for when a client needs help but Every team member has to send an email to all the ma- managers on a Friday 
evening like as they log off on a Friday so we've got that to hit the ground running on Monday morning which says everything that they've got for that week now obviously if there's something that comes up on a Wednesday that wasn't on their list on the Monday of course but if they've had an email or whatever on Friday then that's going to be on their list for Monday and what we're trying to encourage people to do is put a time on that and when they're going to do it so it's going to take an hour and they're going to deal with that Tuesday morning so then when the managers have our planning meeting on a Monday morning we can actually sort of go through and if you know another manager might need so and so to do something on a Wednesday and then someone else says um but I needed this before that we can manage that and that's up to the managers to determine when things need to be done yeah brilliant brilliant so so every team member every Friday is communicating with the, the the managers as to what's what, what they're expected to complete or do in the coming week yeah um and then you've got the flexibility of the monday and the wednesday discussion to flex that if there's a client priority so that that flexibility is built in you've got flexibility built in because of the buffer time as well yeah in terms of you know little priority conversations or emails with clients um so how, how have the team responded to this shift to weekly and the shift to what is a really quite um um, what's the word I'm looking for? Focused approach to best use of time every week. How have um, they responded, Jenny? I think generally, well, and we go through our target. We have a department meeting on, on Wednesday, middle of the week check-in, um, and we run through our targets. And all I want to say, uh, if you're going to hit it and, and you don't envisage any problems with that job, then just say yes. If you say no... Uh, there's a problem then we need to address it at that meeting um so you know why how can we make sure that that job happens or if that job now isn't going to happen something that is out of our control what can we do to replace it kind of thing um but so bringing all the team in and talking about that target together has actually made everyone feel part of it rather than just being completely manager-led where it's just managers going we need this 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 and you know here here and here it's bringing them in to take ownership of it and I I love it when the when I ask somebody to do something and they say I can't I've got a target job to get out and and actually that's what we want because you know I'm not necessarily if I'm trying to allocate some work it's say oh it's it's only a couple of hours you can fit it in well if they've already had their buffer time and they now need to get that job out they should tell me it's my problem how I staff that um but the fact that they're actually saying no and and you know focusing on the target is brilliant mm. it's interesting isn't it there's if you create a culture where your team are willing to stand up and go no and push back a little bit yeah it, may, oh, it makes your job easy doesn't it yeah exactly. but actually mo- most firms or lots of firms are challenged by the team are, you know just you know this is a bit harsh but they sat just you know sucking their thumb doing the work but not actually feeding back that they're overloaded or whatever that's about be a bit yeah. harsh but um what well, we have got some some team members um still although that you've got the buy-in with the target they're still because they're such nice people that they want to help they always want to help and they always say yes and then you can see how much they've got and you're like why are you saying yes and um, you know and we don't feel that we put that pressure on them and we encourage them to to tell us if they're too busy but i think it's just like it's their nature their personalities that that they just want to do their best but actually their best is they could do a better job if they had less to do probably so having that conversation earlier like i'm overloaded um is better for everyone Mm. 
Yeah, brilliant. So you've got this team gathering on a Monday and a team gathering again on a Wednesday. No, have I got the, that right? No, the man- it's just a manager's meeting on a Monday. And then right. we have um, a manager's hot, quick half an hour going through our planner on a Wednesday and then followed by a whole t- oh, it's a bookkeeping and accounts team meeting. OK, so on a Monday, how many people are together? Uh, so uh, seven, I think. All right. And, and on a Wednesday, when you've got everyone together, how many? So that's about, if everyone's there, probably about 20 people. All right. So how long does that session then take? Half an hour. Twi- we try and limit it to half an hour. Whoa. So hang on a sec. So we've got a team meeting with twenty up to 20 people in it, talking production, workflow challenges, et cetera, et cetera. And you manage to do that in 30 minutes. Yeah. How do you, how, how do you, how do you make that work then? Um, I think you talk fast, clearly. I talk fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I don't want to like, I've tried really tried to encourage people that if the answer is yes, no problems. I don't need to hear anything else about it. I don't need to hear, you know, that you've had, I, I know it's great that you've managed this challenge and now it's going to be fine. And that's great. But I don't need to hear all of that on every job. I just need, in that meeting, we need to go, yeah, these ones are no problems and these ones are problems. So, so then... By exception. It, yeah, we're just going through the problems. Um, uh, and, and that works well. And, and it's really right. good. What I love about that as well is that when, if we identify something that isn't going to hit... And, you know, sometimes not just client, obviously, if, if a manager's off sick or something, we're not going to hear. But I love the conversations that are, right, well, this isn't going to hit. And then so someone says, and brilliant when it's not a manager, well, look, I could do this and we could get this out. And, and they actually want to help to still hit the target or get as close as we can by doing something different. And they're trying to solve the problem, not just the managers. Brilliant. So actually they are contributing to things see the goal that you've got for each week's performance based on the value of work completed in the week yeah um there's a stutter and a stalk or someone else is overloaded and someone steps into the breach to help out so you're creating that team approach to hitting the number every week yeah brilliant does it work can you see the numbers improving or is it just the same as it always was or i think you know that there are i think generally it's definitely got better um, but we still might have a run of a couple of weeks that, that things are just out of our control. Um, but it's what is good to say um, is that when we're not hitting, generally we're still bringing in other stuff to try. So okay, we we didn't hit twenty five grand that week, but that's but we hit twenty four thousand five hundred because even though that one big job didn't go out, we've brought in three little jobs. So it's. You know, it's important, the numbers and everything. And obviously, like, you know, we want to have turnover to be able to pay the team and all the rest of it. But actually, it's having the team buy-in and the team focus is more about what that target's about rather than getting more turnover earlier or whatever. It's it's not about that. Yeah, it's that the team engagement's gone up. Yeah. And the team willing to help. And that sense of camaraderie sounds as though that's... um... Uh, 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 improved from what yeah. you're saying, Jenny. Um, Marvellous. I'm still stunned that you can run a team meeting with 20 people in, in less than 30 minutes, other than the fact that you talk really fast and they don't <laughs> talk about the yeses. How, how's that How's that meeting structured? What sort of structure did you bring to play? Okay, so we... Um, 
I think Paul might have got the agenda from you originally, um, and we've tweaked it a bit. So we go through. So it does. Actually, I think it through. I'm wondering now. We get through it in half an hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we go through and um, do everybody's highlight of the week, and that that was something that came from you, Paul. And I can't tell you how how much that changes a meeting it really like it's so obvious and when you said it to us I was like why why have I never thought of that before um you know but having that sort of energy at the start that's that's everyone's sharing something good and we encourage people most people just say something about their personal life but that's great as well because then we're learning about that person as a as a person rather than an employee team member um so we go through and, and do that for everyone um and then we go through and do our core values. So I run through what's our top five core values. What we were doing then is we were like opening it up and saying, uh, let's have um, the core values. Anyone that's got a core value story, let's share that. That was then going, we were going over, um, you know, we were ended up 45 minutes plus. But, and, and while that is important, um, you know, we have to limit the amount of time in this meeting yeah so, 20 people times 30 minutes is still yeah. 10 hours isn't it yeah. so we now encourage that we just want to hear one client story so something that you've worked with a client that really um is resonates with one of our core values and then a team story so it's something you know you've with you've worked on something with someone else and it you know we can talk about that and that tends to be fairly brief um but everyone still i think gets something from that and yeah. then at that point, um, we open it up to going through the target. Um, so what we've done is, so that it's not always on me, is that a different manager every month is responsible for sort of managing the target, which means keeping the spreadsheet up to date. When, we've, when the managers finalise the target, that gets sent out to the team members every Monday and we send results on a Monday morning as well for the previous week. So that's not part of the the meeting um they already know what's happened so we'll run through so instead of going through last week we don't need to go through oh look we got this we got this let's just go through the ones that didn't hit let's talk about why they didn't hit and sometimes there are things that you just couldn't have changed and on the monday morning when we set the target there was no reason that you thought that job wasn't going to hit but then the client didn't respond on queries and they've always been a good responder and now they're not you you Mm. couldn't have known that um Mm. But then there might be things like, well, um, it didn't get reviewed at the right time. Well, th- well, then why? Because that needs to be addressed because that was something in our control. And then we can change things for the next week. So when we're mm-hmm. looking historic, we're only looking at sort of what has happened, what's gone wrong and how can we change it for next time. Then we run through this week's target. Um, as I say, just yes or no. If it's a no, we go through why. Uh, what is actually quite good about that um, which I love as well, a lot of the time things are getting stuck at manager level. So the manager hasn't got time to review it. But then the other manager goes, well, I've got time. I can review it for you. And there are there are a handful of jobs that are, are just best placed with that client manager. Yeah. But there are a lot of jobs that are, you know, if you're a manager and you know what you're doing, you can review a job. It doesn't necessarily need to be the person that knows the client. So that's really good. So we're working together on that. Then we just go through our top five for the, for the following week and then address any sort of curveballs um, that might come up to stand in our way. And then we ask people for sort of any tips and efficiencies um, to share. 
not getting a lot of response at that at the moment. Um, But, yeah, hopefully that will improve. Yeah, so we'll get through all of that in in half an hour. (laughs) Sounds amazing. Uh, And and it's, you know, if you've got, and is it the same agenda every week without fail? Yeah. All right. And so everyone gets used to the agenda and the process, so it, it gets better and better over time, I guess. Um, so highlight of the week with a personal business, uh, core values with a story. Someone, sh- one or two people share a story about client or, or, or team member that connects with, the st- with their values. Why do that? Because we only introduced our core values um, fairly recently um, at the start of the year. And so it's like bringing that to the forefront of everyone's minds. And when actually we did our core values and I sort of like was a bit, well, they just are. Because like I've, I've been at Davis Grant so long, mm. they were the core. They, you know, it's not something that we've changed. It's just identifying what those core values are. So we want to put that at the, at the forefront of everyone's mind. We've got team members, obviously, that haven't been there 24 years, most people. Um, yeah. You know, they, we want them to feel the same as we do, having been there 24 years. You know, like one of our core values is one family. We want everybody to feel part of the family, whether that's um, team members, uh, clients, we're, we're all working together to help each other. So by mm. going over those core values every week, um, and I have tried like picking on people to ask what the core values are, but that, that never tends to go too well. <laughs> uh, we, we always get through it. We get about four, and then everyone's like, well, what's the last one? But, yeah, you know, yeah. we get, we're trying to put that on more documents and stuff as well. So that it's always yeah. in the team member's mind. Um, and then, yeah, so... I think sometimes when I ask that question at the team meeting, it goes quiet. And it is for that reason that that's just what we do. Like, you don't think of it as a team, uh, as a client or a team story. That's just yeah. what we do. Um, yeah. But actually identifying those is, is important. Yeah, it's bringing them to life so that they're real yeah. rather than just a bit of corporate BS on the wall, isn't it? Which um, yeah. is becoming more and more important. You know, the trend is towards, you know, clarity on purpose, clarity on values and everyone living them rather than just talking about them is what, um, which is clearly part of what uh, you do at Davis Grant anyway, but actually making them crystal clear helps with that. Um, or I, I like the fact that you've got the target results and what 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 we've achieved has already been communicated communicated before the meeting so we don't need to invest time in that um and then you've got the focus on this week and the lessons learned uh and then did you say that actually you look at the top five of the week after this week yeah just to see what needs to be done now what what what, what tends to happen with that how does that work how does that deliver value to you so um i think that that is like so that people are thinking what needs to be done for next week so that because the top five, uh, that is top five in terms of value. So they're yeah. the bigger jobs. They're not the one day type jobs. So yeah. if someone is, if like a team member is realizing that job's going to hit the target next week, then that yeah. puts into their head by Thursday or Friday this week, I need to have done X, Y, and Z. They're, they're mm. thinking about it before it becomes an issue uh, next week. Mm-mm-mm. Brilliant. So you're anticipating and, and solving that before it crops up and therefore reduce the likelihood of the top five not happening. I know there's a double negative in there, i.e. it's more likely to happen the way you planned it because you've anticipated and dealt with the issues in advance. Uh, yeah. And also Jenny- it's the because they are the big jobs. If there is an issue that might be able to be resolved because we're early enough to, to resolve the problem. And if you can't, then you can pull in some substitute jobs, which means you get you, you're more likely to hit your target again that week. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So um, uh, 
where, where's where's the biggest flaw in this model then? Where's, where, where do the biggest challenges lie in ensuring that you hit the number every week? Well, let me, let me, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, I was just going to load the question, actually. Is it um, uh, clients or partner review? I just want to point the finger up upstairs, as it were. Who are the ones who derail the, the completion of a piece of work so that you can get traffic yeah, to the client? It is clients, to, like, but oh, okay. not in a negative way. I mean, like, obviously, like we're we're in the business to help clients, and and that's what yeah. we do. It because um, a lot of the jobs they they can get out drafts to client without a lot of partner involvement. So you know, the managers are really close with their te- um, with their clients. Most of them, We've, we've still got the once a year jobs, but but generally, yeah. we're more you know close to clients than we ever were. Um, so the manager knows the client well enough to be able to review that job the partner has a quick five minutes over the accounts and then it can go out uh, draft the client so it's not being particularly held up at that level um it but it's not that client that becomes the problem you have got the clients that you know you send queries out they don't respond or whatever but uh, um i'd say that a lot of it is just other work coming in you know it's the client that didn't tell you they've got an EIS form that needed to be done tomorrow um you know and that's how depending on how big you know that's a couple of three hours work that you didn't plan for you couldn't have because they didn't tell you and um, mm-hmm. because although it's we need to when we get that email try and manage client expectation we're still in it to help clients so we want to be able to to bring that in but that obviously then has a knock-on effect on on other stuff mm. brilliant Brilliant. So, Jenny, what, what what struck me from this conversation, or what strikes me from this conversation, is because um, you've got a, um, a obsession with client care, clearly, and a health, and, and, and I consider that a healthy obsession with client care. But you've also got a healthy obsession with best use of time, and also a healthy obsession in actually respect people's need for not being overloaded on a consistent basis. And, and the fix to managing all of those three is this weekly process that you run diligently every week that ensures that we meet the client's expectations, if not surpass them, uh, coordinate the team and have the team volunteering to help each other out because they come together once a week for 30 minutes and can see what everybody's up to, connect with the values and see that we're actually on target. So it sounds as though you're balancing really neatly the the numbers bit, the sense of achievement around the core work, and that, but also the humanity of working in an accountancy firm. Uh, it sounds as though you're doing a great job. Um, and um, what you've shared is just stunning. Um, what what last question? Having run through all of that with me on this podcast on this discussion. Um, what is it that stands out for you in terms of looking back at and, 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 and analysing to a degree what you've been doing in and around the um, workflow process you've now got running? What is it that stands out for you in terms of where you've got to? Um, I think actually, like two hours ago before we had the uh, podcast started, um, I was a bit concerned that that I didn't it doesn't feel like on a day-to-day basis that we're doing well because we are still struggling um, with certain things. But actually reflecting on it with you now um, and and looking where we've come from and where we are now, I can see that actually we have made massive changes and 
and it is you know we're always going to have challenges of course you are like that that's work that's dealing with clients that's that's any business anywhere but actually if you can manage the challenges well and we try our best then actually that's 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 where it's going to be that's good because Mm -hmm. you're managing the challenges you're not just Mm -hmm. running away and hiding you're dealing with Mm -hmm. it um, Mm -hmm. but you're still doing a good job so I feel better now so thanks Paul (laughs) (laughs) you're very welcome Um, and and what you've just said and also from the discussion what stood out for me Jenny is you've you're seeing this um, expectation from clients about getting more information more often and faster and therefore this daily or weekly approach to their bookkeeping is what's needed now irrespective of what's going on with making tax digital delays and all the rest of it client expectations is driving that and then what you've done is matched up the fact that well, well we've got this weekly approach to running our business running our firm of accountants that that blends and balances the two together and i think that's just so powerful um uh, this has just been fantastic jenny really appreciate you taking time out and sharing these insights in and around workflow within uh, davis grant thank you very very much oh thank you for having me it's been a pleasure You'll find more valuable discussions with the leaders of ambitious accounting firms at humanisethenumbers.online. You can also sign up to be notified each time a new podcast is made available. This podcast series, Humanise the Numbers, has been made possible thanks to the support of our sponsors, My Workpapers, Advanced Track, Satago, and VFD Pro. Visit humanisethenumbers.online Click the logo of each sponsor and you'll hear what our podcast interviewees have to say about the sponsor's services.